He's in there with her right now. Where are you? Parked across the street from the inn. Look, Sandy, go home. I'll drive over there and handle this. Cat glanced through the half-open mini-blinds, watched the rain streak the window pane. You don't have a birthday or anniversary coming up, do you? Maybe he's checking the place out, planning to surprise you with a getaway. Fat chance. The asshole is cheating on me. I know he's with another woman. In Cat's experience, there was always another someone. Another woman, another man. She was convinced happy endings were only for romance novels and that 90% of the population shouldn't even bother getting married. No other woman would suddenly be appearing in her life again. Once was more than enough. Please, Cat, meet me here. Sandy Klein's voice broke. Cat set the styrofoam takeout box on her coffee table. Mrs. Klein had done her own legwork, but it would take a level head to get good pictures. Juicy photos always helped when lawyers started tossing deals on the table. Cat shoved her salad aside, her appetite curbed by the rush of catching a wayward husband in the act. It might be raining cats and dogs out, but Sandy was her client, and this was her job. Besides, she was an insomniac by design anyway. Staying up all hours on surveillance helped keep her from facing her own nightmares. Still, she had already been on the job nearly 24 hours and was looking forward to unwinding with a new martial arts movie tonight. But Sandy's tears got to her. She wasn't fond of driving around in the rain, not with the streets as slick as snot on a doorknob. But the woman's pitiful pleas had clamped onto Cat's heartstrings, inspiring her more than the thrill of the hunt or the hefty retainer Sandy was paying. Where are you exactly? she wanted to know. I'm on the corner of Electric and Fifth, in the gold Mercedes station wagon. You go on home. I can be there in ten minutes and I'll get photos. I'll wait. He might come out before you get here. Rain always reminded Cat of the worst night of her life. Tonight was no different. The wet streets glistened in the beams of her headlights. She drove carefully, slower than usual, as she headed to Seal Beach. She forced herself to focus on the case and not the head-on collision she'd been involved in on Kauai five years ago. That was old news. She ought to have let it go by now, but the ache hung on, despite the fact she'd left her old life behind and thrown herself into her work. Once she reached Seal Beach, she edged her red Honda CRV to the curb behind Sandy Klein's Mercedes station wagon and cut the engine. The woman stepped out of her car and rushed over to hover beside Cat's door. Cat rolled down the window. They're still in there, Sandy whispered clutching the lapels of a long trench coat together. Why don't you go home and let me take it from here? Cat glanced over at the B&B. &B. It could be hours before he comes out. Trust me to get photos. You don't need to do this yourself. She shivered inside her hooded navy sweatshirt and pants. I want to confront him. Come with me. Cat shook her head. I'm a P.I., not a marriage counselor. 
Sandy's fingers trembled uncontrollably as she tried to wipe her wet bangs off her forehead. Her wedding band, with its huge solitaire diamond, glistened beneath the glow of the nearby street lamp. Mascara smeared her cheeks, mingled with the rain and her tears. I'll pay you double, Sandy tempted. I don't need the money. Not that badly, anyway. Sandy was a good fifty pounds overweight, her face puffy but still somewhat attractive. She wore her thin, dark brown hair short, framing her heavy cheeks, but her clear blue eyes, though bleak, were her best feature. She hugged her coat close, haunting the curb beside Cat's car. Rain blew through the open window, dampened the sleeve of Cat's sweatshirt. You don't realize what this is doing to me, how much this hurts. You can't imagine what I'm going through, Sandy said. Cat clamped her jaw tight, tempted to tell Mrs. Klein that she knew exactly how much betrayal hurt. She didn't have to imagine what Sandy Klein was going through. Which is why, against her better judgment, emotion won out, and she gave in. Camera in hand, she stepped out of her car and hit the alarm button. Her heartbeat accelerated as she anticipated seeing Creep Klein's face when they caught him red-handed. She and Sandy fell silent as they diagonally crossed the intersection to stand in front of the narrow door that faced the street. Low light filtered through the shade behind the lace curtains at the window. Cat hoped to God that Dan Klein was inside, that in Sandy's zeal to prove he was cheating, she hadn't mistaken some other poor bastard for her husband. Then, without warning, Sandy Klein started beating on the door. When no one answered, she intensified her pounding. Dan! Dan, you bastard! I know you're in there! Open this door! Another moment passed. A handful of frantic heartbeats. Beside her, Sandy's breathing became labored. They heard a man's voice behind the door before it opened far enough to reveal a tall, good-looking guy with light blonde hair. He was wrapped in a stark white terry cloth robe, six feet, barefooted, medium build, an excellent specimen of manhood. Sandy had given Cat a photograph of Dan Klein. This was not Dan Klein. Cat quickly reached for her client's arm. Let's go, Sandy. Obviously you've made a mistake. With surprising strength, Sandy shook her off. I know I saw him go in this room. I know it. Then you're mistaken. Cat grabbed Sandy's elbow. The woman was becoming more distraught by the moment. I don't understand. I saw Dan go in there. Sandy stared at the silent man holding the door partially open. He didn't seem at all upset by the disturbance. In fact, a half-smile, half-smirk slowly hiked one corner of his lips. He glanced over his shoulder into the semi-dark room. This might be the perfect time to tell her, you think? He stepped back, opening the door to reveal Dan Klein. Dan was seated on the edge of a queen-sized bed, the sheet and nothing more draped around his hips, elbows propped on his knees, 
head supported by his hands. The situation was immediately clear to Cat, but Sandy's gaze shot back and forth between her husband and the other man, as if riveted by the final round of a tennis match. Suddenly, Sandy shoved her hand into the deep pocket of her oversized coat and pulled out a handgun. Shit! The blonde man immediately raised his hands and reeled back. Sandy took aim at her husband. Cat acted instinctively. Years of taekwondo training and discipline kicked in. She raised her arm and swung it in a downward arc, attempting to knock the gun out of Sandy's hand, but the woman lunged to the side and fired off a round. The shot went wild. The sound of breaking glass fused with the echo of the gunshot reverberating in the small room. Dan Klein bolted to his feet and ran toward them. Cat easily knocked Sandy off balance just as Dan reached his wife. Sandy was still waving the gun around with a berserk look in her eyes. Cat raised her arm, and in that split second when she realized she was looking down the barrel of Sandy's gun, one thought streaked through her mind. Not now. Not like this. I want... Suddenly, Cat's left hand was on fire. The pain drove her to her knees. Nude, Dan Klein threw himself on Sandy and they hit the ground. Cat's hand hurt like hell, but even through the intense pain, she knew she'd recover. This wasn't the worst thing that had ever happened to her. Not by a long shot. But it had been one hell of a wake-up call. Twelve hours later, she was back in her apartment, sitting on the sofa with her bandaged hand cradled in her lap. Last night's Chinese chicken salad lay limp and ugly.